What is up, internets? Welcome to the Randy King Live podcast, episode 20. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 20 here. Welcome to another interesting debate we have going on. Uh, my friend Jake and I just started talking about what we're going to do here before the show. I'm kind of excited for this topic. It's definitely going to be very interesting. Probably not as polarizing as last week's episode, but that's always good. We need to kind of bring it up and bring it back down. So if this is your first time coming to the show, maybe you have no idea who I am, but you know, Jake, this show is debate-based podcast. When I say debate, a lot of people hear arguments. I would like to explain the difference between the two right now a debate-based podcast is myself and my guest picking a topic from that topic i'm going to pigeonhole my guest and myself to staying on one side of that topic either pro or con they are not going to be debating their ethics their beliefs their opinion on this topic for the free part of the show they're only going to be debating their side of the topic so when we are doing the show i'm pigeonholing jake into doing only one side I will do the other side. And very commonly, the answer to the question we're debating is both. Maybe it is this time. Maybe it's not. We want you to make your own decisions. I firmly believe it's my job as a martial arts and self-defense instructor to put you on the path, not to tell you what path to take. The point of this show is very simply, we're going to give you two opposite sides of the spectrum. You get to make your own opinion on the topic and then go from there with your own individual thoughts, which is much more needed in the social space. So... Today uh, with Jake, Jake is going to do a quick introduction, but before he does that, I want to go over the rules of the show. So rule number one of the show is we start as friends and we leave as friends. So again, this is a debate, not an argument. There should be at no point where Jake or myself feel emotions rise or we get out of control because we both know we're being forced to speak about a topic. We're not trying to activate anybody's uh, emotional or ego problems here. Number two is there are 15 logic fallacies I sent ahead to my guest. If one of those logic fallacies is broken, the rule is the person, whoever broke the rule, once they get called on, has to take a deep breath. <sighs> say, I'm sorry for using whatever fallacy they use. So let's say sunk cost. I'm sorry for using the sunk cost fallacy here. Jake, your watch is sick. Your turn. And then so what we do is we give the person a compliment really quickly, and then they get to speak. There are 15 logic fallacies we use. There are more logic and debate-based fallacies, but these are the 15 that I chose in order to keep the conversation going. If you want to know what the fallacies are, jump to episode one, where I go over the full explanation of each logic fallacy. Listeners, you have a little bit of homework here too. When we're in the middle of the debate, we might be getting heated, we might be having good points. So if you catch us, myself or my guests, in one of the logic fallacies, anyone the 15, again, go to episode one, please send me an email or a message on the comments or wherever you consume this. Uh, tell me what minute the fallacy happened. We will discuss if it actually was a fallacy, and if the fallacy did happen, I, not my guests, will pay for my crime and push-ups. So, if you catch us uh, doing a logic fallacy we didn't catch, I'll throw some push-ups in, and while I'm doing the push-ups, I will make the mouth noises you want me to make. So, I'll promote your show, or your gym, or your whatever you want, because you caught us on that fallacy. Awesome. So, really quickly, Jake, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, okay. So <laughs> this is going to be, I was telling you beforehand, I've, I've never done an official debate before, so this is going to be entertaining. Um, official. so official, <laughs> um, I started in the entertainment and martial arts communities industries when I was 14 years old. I started in improv comedy at a place called Comedy Sports when I was 14 years old. I had to lie about my age and say I was 16 to be able to do it. Um, and then at the same time I started training in martial arts to help me with acting. 
Um, but at that same time, I started playing music. And from then on, I've been a martial arts instructor, an actor, a musician, a stand-up comedian. And uh, that's, that's, that's kind of been the journey since the age of 14. That's awesome. Jake, what do you teach? Like, what style do you do? I teach Hapkido, uh, oh. uh, Kali, and uh, Taekwondo. I mean, I cross-train in a lot of different things, but I don't teach those things because I am not a qualified instructor in those things. <laughs> so those are the three that I'm, I'm, I'm qualified to teach, apparently. Fair enough. That's what the certificates say. That's awesome. All right, cool. So this week we are debating. We had a, we kind of played with the words back and forth a little bit on this, which was should parents intervene in third party discipline? So this show kind of started off. I I say friend like colloquially, like we're friends on Facebook friends. I didn't actually I've never actually met Jake, but we started a conversation um, a little while ago about kids classes. And if you know anything about me, I'm not. I don't like kids classes. I don't want to teach kids. That's not my jam. Um, but some instructors excel at it, and in the video that Jake put up, and I recommend you follow Jake on all the stuff. We'll put the social media stuff at the end, and it'll be under here on his thing. Um, he mentioned something about parents intervening. And so we started this like little micro talk, and then I was like, hey, this would be perfect for the show. So we decided to bring you on the show. So the topic we're going to be debating, and because I get comments, I'm a little sneaky on the term because I kind of switched the definition of the argument. So I'm not going to do that anymore. Uh, <laughs> should parents intervene with third-party discipline? So obviously this is an overarching question. I'm going to try and keep it in the, the context of self-defense martial arts because that's why you're all listening to this. But this is kind of an overarching problem in general, I think, which is social socially. What do you think, Jake? It definitely is. It's something that um, I, I think a lot of people are unaware that they're doing. They don't mean to do. Mm -hmm. Their intentions are in the right place. But it also makes it very hard for the people that they take their children to to <laughs> help them with the things they want help with. Right. I agree. All right, cool. So I'm just setting up the timer here. Uh, so we're going to start the clock. As you know, if you haven't heard the show, it's a 20-minute debate. And I say 20 soft minutes because it's not necessarily 20 hard minutes. If somebody's on a good conversation, we are not going to interrupt them. After the show is done, if you want to hear actual thoughts on this topic, I'm going to keep Jake for a little bit longer for something called Final Thoughts. That exists only on my Patreon at the $5 level. Feel free to jump over there and uh, listen to the actual things we think on this topic, not the things I'm forcing him to stay in. Yes. Before we start the clock, can I just ask, so since I'm not actually arguing something that I, I believe here, am I Correct. kind of embodying and speaking as the people that... Yes. Yeah, the whole point of the okay. show is that you are, and yeah, that was that's great. That's a really great way to say it. Yes, you are just debating your point. You are not debating your own ethical belief, right? So if you need to, since you are an actor, if you need to become these people, I'm totally cool with that. You do what you gotta see. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Cool. So as uh, if you heard the show before, the guest always gets the first four minutes to do their opening statement. So Jake, I'm gonna start now. Oh, sorry, Jake, you have to publicly say. What side of this debate are you taking? Do you think parents should intervene or not intervene? I am uh, from of the position that parents should yes. intervene. Which not makes really, me, but... yeah, <laughs> which is which is funny because he took the side he doesn't believe, which most people don't, which is what made me instantly like Jake. All right, so Jake, we are going to start the clock here right now. You have up to four minutes to start your opening statement of why you believe parents should intervene. Go. Okay. Um, the. First of all, when I, I know my child is is a good child, their heart's in the right place. They they love what they're doing. They work very hard. Sure, they might have a couple of issues, but especially when it comes to rank promotions, 
Um, I think that, uh, and again, I think that my child did a fantastic job. I don't, I don't believe that they 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 should have been forced to t to make a retest. Other children were doing the same things. I don't see any reason why. Uh, they should have been singled out when they're in class. You know, my child is raising their hand and they're not being called on. I feel like you're uh, you're intentionally ignoring them, and uh, I, I don't I don't believe it's it's fair to my child. Um, in the past, you know, there's a lack of understanding of my child's uh, mental disposition, and people tend to mistake the behavioral issues with them wanting to be. Uh, oppositional or wanting to be disrespectful when really it's things that uh, they just can't control themselves. Um, God, I got to go for four minutes on this. Okay. You don't have uh, to, up to, up to four minutes. Up to four <laughs> minutes. Okay. Um, so I don't think it's fair that uh, my, my child wasn't promoted to the rank that they tested for. And I think that, uh, that, that you're being unreasonable. So that's as much as I can come up with. Cool. So, uh, so then to reiterate then, so the debate is, uh, are we, should they intervene? So you're giving some examples right now of interventions that have happened. What do you think the benefit is of parents intervening in their child's third-party discipline? What are the benefits? Uh, the benefits are is protecting my, my child's emotions. I don't want them to, to feel discouraged. I don't want them to feel like they're doing a bad job. I don't want them to feel like they're a bad kid. Right. Awesome. All right, so I'm going to take the counterpoint here. So this is my little counter thing. Again, remember, this is debate. We're forcing people to stay in the topic, although I do kind of land more on this side than the side that Jake took. So kudos to Jake. So uh, do I think that parents should uh, be involved in third-party third party discipline? Absolutely not. So I understand that all, of, all you people out there, all the people that are doing this, wish to be good parents, and everybody's trying to be a good parent. If you understand any basic journey of any story of any archetype, there is always a monster or a hurdle to overcome. At the end of the book, this is all stories. You start as something, you overcome something, then you become this better version of what you're going to be. If mommy and daddy sweep the monster out of the path, you do not overcome the thing to become this great hero, this epilogue, this, this person you believe you, this your child should be. If you jump in the way of all of the barriers, especially in a situation, let's take it really micro to martial arts. If you're a good parent, that means you did your due diligence. You researched. You looked up the best possible school. You found all the best possible reviews. You did all the things you needed to do to make sure your child was going into a safe place to do what they're going to do. You hired a professional to do that. If you've hired a professional to do this, then let the professional do what they need to do. My major part of this argument is going to be based off of is that when people try to sweep the monster off the path, they're only looking at the obstacle, not the journey. And as we all know in development, the journey is far more important than the obstacles in between. Jake. So the the issue there is you don't know my child the way that I do. So mm -hmm. even though you're okay. a professional at what you do, mm -hmm. um, you haven't seen them from the way from the time they were children. You don't know um, a lot of their the idiosyncrasies that cause them to act the way that they do. So there's certain uh, there's certain things that you're missing, and your reactions to them are not based off of a thorough understanding of them as a person. Jake has a deep well here. All right, so. <laughs> Great point. I, under I hear you. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Uh, 
I agree. But while you say that, you have experience with only your child. I have experience with hundreds, if not thousands of children who have gone through probably very similar paths that your child has gone through. So you come to me as a subject matter expert in your child. And I totally agree with that. I am a subject matter expert in development of children. I have done this with multiple children, not just yours. If you trust the journey, I promise that black belt will be earned and respected and you'll be able to be happy with that. Yes, Jake, you're, you're biting it. Go, go. Is, isn't that an equivocation? Or, or, or using like your experience with other things for this specific instance? Mm, good point. Is an equivocation. So equivocation is using a term incorrectly. I'm going to pause the clock here because I don't want to chat this away. Uh, no, that's whoopsie. fine. That's the, that's, whoopsie. Oh, I love that show. Uh, so uh, I, hmm, am I going to call that a fallacy? No, because I am appealing to authority, but I am the authority. And the argument is that I am trying to convince you why you shouldn't involve yourself in mine. Does that make sense? I'm just trying to pay attention. No, I love it. You're doing a great job. I love it. I can't really keep going. So, uh, then Jake, so now it's your turn. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, you're saying that your experience with all these other children somehow gives you experience with my child, but each person is unique. So, isn't it possible that my child has certain stances and positions and emotions that you haven't encountered before? Yes, that is 100% true. How am I supposed to encounter those emotions and positions if you don't allow me to experience them? <sighs> you're, 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 you're doing as good a job as I do here. All right. I understand why parents get so frustrated with me now. <laughs> okay, okay. So, oh God. When, when my child misbehaves in class, um, what, what is the benefit of, of calling them out on it in a situation that will make them feel bad when that will damage their, their, uh, you know, self-confidence? I want them to build confidence, but if they're constantly getting in trouble, it's going to hinder their development of self-confidence. Um, so I feel like what you're doing is actually causing them to be more shy. Uh, this is why I don't teach kids. Caveat. Uh, that was, oh my God. I would be like, what the? Anyways, and I digress. Back to the debate. This is a final thoughts talk. Jake, you're killing me. I love it. Um, Self-esteem comes from, self-confidence comes from internal recognition of your own skill set. This is what I'm hearing you argue right now is you want their self-confidence to be strong. Self-esteem comes from respect and ability outside of yourself. So there's a reason there's two different terms in this. You are speaking self-confidence. I'm trying to grow your child's self-esteem. I want them to see they're a valuable member of a team. I want them to see that if they do one thing, it affects other people. You can focus on self-confidence at home. That makes sense. Make them intrinsically awesome. My job is to make them awesome in society. So they learn how to work in a group. So my goal is building their self-esteem up. You're, you can handle self-confidence. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think what else I can come back with on this. All right. So um, we we're in the final thoughts now, or are we still no, going back and forth? We're still going back and forth. We just have 12 okay. minutes. We've only done oh, eight God. minutes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, so... Jake, I'm going to change the tone a little bit. So right now we're kind of doing a role play back and forth. Mm -hmm. I'd like you, just kind of like third-party outsider, explain the, the benefits of a parent's 
interrupting. Like so, like you have to now put on your other side of the pause again. Put on yeah. the other thinking cap. So I want you just as if you are arguing to me. So don't get into the role of the parent. Just argue to me, like okay, Randy, I believe. All right, you don't believe, but you know what? And for this debate, I think. Blah, I got blah, blah, you. Blah. Does that make sense? Okay. Go. Yes. I think that a parent getting involved can offer valuable insight into how to more accurately teach that specific child because each child is unique um, in certain ways. In a lot of ways, they are the same, but getting a parent's specific insight into the details of their child's uh, behavioral habits can help you more accurately and effectively get results, positive results out of that child. Sure. Uh, I agree. I, I agree with that 100%. I don't agree with the method the parents are using, which is interruption of a course or class in order to, to make that happen. So when, so again, I'm on the opposite side of this. I do not uh, believe that parents should get involved, but I have to do a caveat and we're going to talk to you. I'm not going to caveat. I'll let you, I'll let you pick it apart. You already said it earlier. So you can, you can lance me on this one. If you've gone, and I already said this earlier, so I don't want to be too circular here. If you've gone through the due diligence of being a good parent and finding a good school for your kids to go to, then you have to trust the service is correct. It'd be like going to your doctor and telling the doctor, like, and again, you have to read, there's good doctors and bad doctors, good coaches and bad coaches. It'd be like going to your doctor and second-guessing everything they said. You have to, at some point, just release or let the child experience your own stuff or when they get to a position where you're not around, which is going to happen whether they are grown up or, you know, life just happens, they won't have you as a touchstone to sanity and to uh, to concrete ideas. They need to develop their own problem-solving skills. So I'm not saying parents shouldn't talk. I'm saying parents should do it one time and then allow the person to experience and grow from that position. Jake. One thing that you that uh, was mentioned earlier in this conversation and I didn't quite address was that there are certain things that are new, even if you've been doing it for a long time. And when you experience something new with an individual or a child for the first time, you may not in that moment react appropriately as an educator because it's your first time encountering it, in which case it may require somebody to put you in check on that. Uh, that's a good one. So I always write down when I get Lance for the final thoughts. This is definitely one of them. Uh, first encounter. That's awesome. So. Oh, you got me. You got me quiet. That's that's rare. Oh, you did such a yeah. good job. <laughs> uh, Victory lap. <laughs> so, yes, I agree that uh, obviously there are, are new or there are new things popping up all the time. I'm air quoting new things because I'm definitely on the opposite side of this. New to you is not new. Uh, so that's like, it's, it's like saying it's, it's not, a, it's not a, it's not a, a used car. It's new to you. No, it's not a new car. Somebody else used this car. So just because your narrow experience again with your child on the path of having children, I have a child. Uh, I understand that every child is different and then snowflake and precious, but also there are just hardcore realities of being a human being. There's like truths that they need to go through and strife will always be one of them. And if you don't give them the tools to deal with strife in general, and you believe that helicoptering over them will eliminate strife from their life entirely, you're not only not helping them, you're putting them at a negative. There's a, there's a negative cost this. It's like, you're not just, you're not just making it zero. You're making them less than effective than other people. So Obviously, you should be looking for abuse. Obviously, you should be looking for the things that would harm your child. But every outrage is not an abuse. 
every t- every part of this journey is not necessarily maybe it's not the way you want it to go, but it might be necessary for your child. And also, just like every other problem on the planet, if you're too close to it, you can't make good decisions, right? How many of your friends have told you you are dating the wrong person? You're like, no, they're different around me, blah, blah, blah. An extra third set of eyes on this person might make the difference. They, I, as an educator, might see something you don't see because you might be too close to the problem. Okay. When when a person comes to you and pays you yeah. to to educate, their, especially when it comes to martial arts, it's to achieve a certain goal. So when a person comes in and signs their child up for a program, they're usually looking for uh, confidence, respect, discipline, uh, self-control physical fitness, these types of things. And in that initial conversation or conversations that lead up to them enrolling in a student, uh, you have a back and forth and you try to figure out a game plan that you're going to follow to try to achieve those goals. Now, if those goals aren't from the parent's perspective being reached when they, uh, you know, when my child is in class and they've reached all the necessary hurdles to be able to test for a rank promotion, let's say, and they show mm-hmm. up to that rank promotion and don't pass, mm-hmm. isn't it your fault because you said they were ready, but yet they didn't pass? So how is it my child's fault for, um, you know, you thought they were prepared, but then later said that they weren't? So how is that my child's fault and not yours? <laughs> I think this is this man is like yeah. What's up now? <laughs> That's a great argument. I, I don't get to do these very often. I'm happy I don't. I'm glad there's just a 20 minute thing, you know, that all the time thing. Um. So I can I so I, I'm trying to speak generally here because I don't know how you coach. But I'm assuming in this situation, I'm going to assume that I'm a coach that does this and is good at what they do. It isn't like one of the ones that's in the papers. Um. I would so. This is the argument I'm going to take. This is a very specific micro, not macro take on this, which is as a coach, if you're a professional, you probably never once said to the kid they were ready to test. Or sorry, you said they were ready to test. They're not ready to rank up, right? There's there's a subtle difference in that. I said you're ready for the test. Did you do the extra work to rank up? Did you do this? Did you do that, right? So in this situation, I'm sure nobody's like, you're ready for blue belt. You're saying you are ready to test for blue belt to see if maybe you will be a blue belt. This is a great way to set expectations for children is that just because something is implied doesn't mean it's true. And also the extra work is very necessary in order for them to achieve that. So I never said they're ready to be red. I said they're ready to see if they're ready for red. That's what a test is. Nice. 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 Well played. Well played. I'm like literally sweating right now. I know. What? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see. How do I, uh, okay. So, uh, okay. In a, in a, okay. So here's one my child, um, you know, when a child has asthma, let's say, has a specific medical condition. Now, normally this is disclosed when you first sign up any pre-existing medical conditions that you need to know about. It's been explained to you when they first signed up that my child has asthma. Sure. Now, you have been training for a long time. And, you know, when, when a child has asthma, um, you're having him do things that's causing him to or her 
to to have uh, difficulty breathing. Now, in those moments, um, you know, my child, you know, whether they're just breathing heavily from physical exhaustion or they're having a legitimate asthma attack, if they decide to just get up and walk off, um, they should be allowed to do that and just wander around as they need to, to to get their breath back. And it's not their responsibility to tell anybody because because they need to they, they I mean they have a genuine medical condition and it's not your place to to manage what they do when they're when they're struggling with that. Jake, you're a saint. I would freak out on these parents. Uh, okay, so go into the. <laughs> This whole video should be ready. Should never teach kids classes. Uh, okay, so uh, going back to that, then. So if I was if I was doing this personally, I did used to have asthma. I was I don't know if you saw a picture of me. Well, I'm not not like I'm super jacked right now, but I used to be really freaking heavy. Um, and I had asthma when I got my black belt taekwondo. So I would speak from a place of well, I did it, blah blah blah. But that's not allowed because of the argument. So do you not think that? getting teaching your child how to speak up to people even in authority would not be beneficial in their life i think if your child is having an asthma attack and they know the difference and they need to learn that because sometimes you're just out of shape and sometimes you're having an asthma attack number one it would be beneficial in their life for them to learn the difference so they're not overusing the medication number two is if your child cannot come up to me a trusted advisor in this situation with respect and bowing and holding the arts and tell me they're having an asthma attack, how are they going to perform at a job? How are they going to move forward with this? So yes, if your child is having a legitimate asthma attack and your child knows they're having an asthma attack, they should still tell me they're having an asthma attack because then they start to learn how to build that self-confidence and expressing what they're feeling internally. All right. All right. <laughs> We only have two and a half minutes left. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here. All right. Hmm. This is fun. This is like, what would you say here? What would you say here? I know. So I think let's go into like kind of a closing debate. So, uh, Jake, why don't you give me like, uh, I was going to say Cole's notes. That's Canadian. Give me a Cliff's notes of, of your argument. So what? why do you believe it's better that parents do intervene? Give me like the top like five reasons why you think parents should Okay, one, I think parents should intervene because that, you know, because of, as previously stated, mm -hmm. they can offer specifics and insight into their child that would otherwise take you a great deal of time to, you know, to, to pull out on your own. Uh, second, um, they are paying you for a service. And since they're paying you for a service and certain results uh, are, you want certain results to be achieved that maintaining uh, a dialogue between the parent's desires and the child's desires uh, is a given considering, you know, they're, they're paying you for a service and their specific goals in mind. What was I on? Was that three? Was that two? Sure. I, think that does, I said like five. You don't have to, I'm oh, not God. Okay. You can just do as many um, as you want. <laughs> I'm trying to follow the rules. Um, you know, uh, Parents, obviously, if especially if they've had experiences, negative experiences with caretakers in the past, maybe mistreating their child, um, they they will naturally and instinctively have uh, a very protective nature to ensure that that doesn't happen again. Sure. And uh, let's see, one more, one more. The uh, that as a professional in your your field and 
you know, trying to to improve the quality of this child's life, you would be you should be open to um, uh, ha having the parents guide you, as it were, in developing their child. That's awesome. all I got. That's great. No, that's you're just like okay, and break. So I'll do a quick. <sighs> We're out of time, so I'm just do a quick little sum up of mine, then we'll do promo. Then we'll actually discuss this on Final Thoughts, which I think will be a very fun conversation. So, uh, I guess in closing then, I don't believe parents should intervene because if I hire somebody to be – if I hire somebody to do a service, I let them do the service in the way they want to do the service. So, if you – and obviously, I don't think – it's hard to get in the mind of the problem parent because like literally if my daughter's like on a soccer, like, yeah, figure it out. Listen to the coach. I don't know how to play soccer. Get away from me. So I think that in this situation, I agree. Like, but I think that number one, the, one of the major benefits of martial arts or any really grueling physical training is learning how to be comfortable when uncomfortable. The second a parent gets in the way of that, they're taking away arguably the biggest lesson that they're going to learn from martial arts, right? Like, I, I know everybody has a ninja fantasy that they're, they're going to attack people in an alley or there's a biker or whatever, whatever you, you think is going to happen. But realistically, the things you gain from martial arts are the the pillars of Taekwondo, the integrity, the all those things that, that make you better. And by intervening on that journey, you're taking away you're taking away the biggest value you're getting out of the investment you're putting in. So you're shooting yourself in the foot by intervening in what your child's probably going to use forever. Like I had to get into a job where I told people no for a living to get into a fight because I'm not a jerk. Right. So in that field, if your kids learn to be comfortable when uncomfortable, if they learn the integrity, if they learn how to speak up for themselves, so you don't have to jump in, the service, the, the, the child's going to do much better when you're not around. And guess what? You're not always going to be around. Awesome. So that's my little closing statement on that. Uh, excellent. Jake, thank you so much. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you, what you're doing? You have your own podcast. It's getting pretty popular. I've seen a lot of it. So, Yeah, so um, Marshall Media on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch. Um, Ooh, just playing some video Marshall games up there. Well, so we've actually been using Twitch as because we do a lot of live streaming. All of our podcasts and everything that we've been right. doing through Marshall Media are all completely live. That's cool. Um, and so we do a lot of stuff just live and streaming, and Twitch seemed like a fun thing to play with on that. Um, but most of it is on YouTube and Facebook. And then our martial arts school is TCA Academy of Martial Arts. So um, there's tcablackbelt.com. Uh, website is marshallmedianetwork.com. And there's just there's always stuff coming out. I just recently started another podcast that's just the the Jake Brosnan podcast because they, after you talked about martial arts so much yeah, with people, yeah. you're kind of like, okay, well, it's, it's still interesting, <laughs> but you know, right. um, so I, I you know it just kind of gave me an opportunity to to touch on other things as well. I'm trying to think what else. Um, no, that's it. I mean, is you know, martial media, we, we put a lot of little video tutorials and things out of people that are interesting that we find, little sparring tutorials and videos of seminars. We're doing a lot of stuff with interactive VR, too, that's going to start oh, cool. coming out here soon. Um, so, yeah, just check all that stuff out. Awesome. Highly recommend it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Now, Jake and I are going to jump to the final thoughts. Uh, again, Final Thoughts only exists on Patreon. I'm sorry, but I gotta get paid for this somehow. It's only $5 a month to get Final Thoughts every episode. Just about 15, 20 minutes, so Jake and I are gonna jump to that now. Jake, uh, thank you so much for joining me on this. That was a really fun debate. You did a great job for your first one, so it was very good. <laughs> thank you. That's <laughs> no, awesome. All right, thanks everybody for listening to episode 20, and jump over to Final Thoughts.